Hello, fellow medicos, and welcome to the Black Box Warning. I'm your host, Noelle Johnson. As a first-year medical student, I've received a revolving door of questions from friends, family, and peers regarding the medical school application. The application process deserves a Black Box Warning. And here, we aim to save your sanity by delving into common questions and pitfalls that occur during the medical application process. To be clear, all statements made in this podcast are based on the opinions and experiences of myself and my guests. These opinions and experiences are not official statements or representative of the medical schools, faculty and staff, or institutions we are a part of and interact with during our medical education. Think you want to go to medical school? Buckle your seatbelts, grab some caffeine, and as always, listen to the Black Box Warning. Welcome, everyone, to our episode on work and activities for the Black Box Warning. I'm your host, Noelle Johnson, and today I have our guest, Ryan Lupe. Ryan, do you mind introducing yourself? Hello, everyone. My name is Ryan Lupe. I'm an incoming first-year medical student at University of Virginia School of Medicine. I've been really interested in being a doctor since high school. Um, through undergrad, I was working 30-plus hours a week just to kind of pay the bills and provide for myself through school. So when it comes to works and activities, that is very much what's important for me, and it was a big part of my application. So I'm happy to talk about that and uh, share with you some tips and tricks. Thanks, Ryan. We're very excited to talk with you today. Ryan and I have been friends since high school, so it's been really cool to see his journey over time. So what do we mean by work and activities? Work and activities is the segment in your primary application where you get a chance to talk about what you've been doing in your spare time or as work on the side. So we plan in this episode to cover what can you include, how to describe your experiences, and what the heck does meaningful experience mean? So Ryan, what should be included in the work and activity section? So for the work and activity section, you want to really include everything that can't be included on your overview of coursework. So, you know, positions that you got paid for to support yourself, research experience, some people mentioned publications or awards that they earned that were particularly meaningful. And it's really a way to reinforce your application as to who you are and what you're doing with your time. Yeah, that's really important. So what is not in your course schedule? Um, and then also, if you haven't yet watched my or listened to my podcast, The Big Three, I highly recommend checking that out because that talks a little bit about certain experiences you should include in this section as well. So Ryan, do you need to fill all 15 slots that you're given? No, actually, I really encourage students to look at if they have enough material to cover in the 15 slots. Um, for me personally, it was a very important part of my application working, you know, 30 plus hours a week, as I mentioned earlier, as well as getting the research and other experiences necessary to, to explore career medicine. That was something that I was fortunate to have enough material to fill in. But for a lot of students, you can be very deeply invested in one or two areas, and that's enough to really fill up that area and give that value and context to who you are as a person. Yeah. So one concept in the title of this episode is more or less. Um, more can be a lot, but just getting those hours or getting it written down doesn't actually mean as much. You have to learn something with your experiences, and that's something we'll talk about a little bit later. 
So we've also thrown around the idea of a meaningful experience. So those are three different options within the 15 slots to name something that meant a lot more to you, something that's meaningful. So Ryan, could you tell me how should someone pick their meaningful experiences? So the way I really chose to frame it and how I also advise other people going into this process to frame it is look at what is going to reinforce the image of you being a physician? What was really impactful in your development and your confirmation that being a physician is something of interest to you? As well as what did you learn from those experiences? How were they interesting? Those things should really feel like they resonate in your soul as a part of what reinforces your character and your commitment to this field. Right. And I think that's really important. Was there a life-changing encounter you had? doesn't have to be a huge one. Like I said, you don't have to spend a thousand hours on it, but what drew you back to medicine or turned you away from something else? What did you learn about yourself? Um, for a lot of people, this may not be a medical experience and that is totally fine. Um, a lot of my experiences, like one of my three was when I was a varsity athlete. So it was about leadership. It was about teamwork and building who you are as a person through hard work. So it can be medical, it can be not, and that's all fine. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I cannot agree more with that statement. I think, you know, one of the big things that was actually became one of my most meaningful experiences was spending a week in uh, University of Maryland Medical Center. And that time I spent, um, I think it was a week, it ended up being about 80 hours in the hospital, both on the transplant ward as well as the trauma ward. And that was my first time being around such sick patients. And that was something that although it was a week, it wasn't something that I sustained for months or even years. It was something that really reinforced, hey, this is something interesting when it comes to tertiary care and providing for these people. Right. So those are both examples. You can do medical, non-medical. As long as you're showing what it meant to you and what you learned about yourself, it can be a meaningful experience. So in the course of the application, especially work and activities, everything's limited by characters. So how could you make the most of your extra 13 125 characters related to meaningful experiences. Absolutely. I think a lot of it, I think pretty visually, because I in, in my free time, I like to be an artist, an amateur artist, I call myself. And so for me, it's, it's a lot of thinking of it as a canvas. So how do you paint the picture that you want to paint? And for some people, it's going to be using all those extra characters. They're going to use every bit of them. They want the biggest canvas they can, and they have a very methodical, perhaps a more detail-oriented way of filling that space. For others, on the other hand, it might be more concise. They might have a little bit more of an abbreviated way of summarizing the experience that is just as impactful. So I think that really you're trying to convey the flavor of the experience, the emotions, the, the impact it had on you, rather than so much of, oh man, I have 1,325 characters, I need to use every single one of them. That kind of you know takes you back into that more of essay-style writing where this is more of a personal reflection of what you were doing. Yeah. And it's back to that whole learning experience. What did you learn? What did you improve about yourself? What did you accomplish? And that's what you should add in this section, as well as trying to avoid too much overlap with your personal statement. I think this is something people go back and forth about. Like I added this in my personal statement, but now should I talk about it or should I leave it out? And I think one thing for me, I talked about my experience as an engineer and my research but I didn't really get into the nitty gritty of what I did in research um, during my personal statement. I just talked about how that creativity um, aspect to engineering 
helped bring me back towards medicine because as much as I liked engineering, it really wasn't what I wanted to do. Um, so use that. You're going to add in during the meaningful experience. What do you felt like you left out in your personal statement? Or did you gloss over something and feel like it needs more elaboration? This is the perfect place to put that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that people oftentimes, it's basically new lenses and adding more cameras to the, to the shot, if you will, of you as an applicant. And so you can go into more detail. You can look at things from a different dimension. So even if you cover something in your personal statement, or it might be mentioned as a coursework that you did or um, work experience, et cetera, you can then have, hey, here's this context. Here's what really makes this cool and exciting. And I, I, I can't say it better. Yeah. So we've talked a little bit about like you had an experience that was just a week um, and I've had some experiences that were longer. I even had a section in work and activities that was a day, eight hours. So is there a time cutoff for what can be included in the work and activity section? I think that this reinforces that idea that there's really no prescription and set guidelines for what needs to be in here. It's really about the impact on you. It's highly subjective. It's very personal. And that's how I think people should look at this is this is not a resume of abbreviations and does this really fit this exact mold? This is more of, hey, you are a unique person who might have gone through very different paths to get here to the application process. How is this? um, How are you going to express that? How what did you do? What is interesting to you? What what type of activities that although might not relate directly to medicine, you really handled in the way that befits a physician or thought about as a physician? So those are just some different strategies and ways of thinking about it is, you know, this is a blank sheet as far as how you fill it out. You know, what you do, you have these character limits and you have a limit of 15, but that's more than enough, I think, for everyone. I think that really that's the way to give a snapshot of this is how I spent my time. This is how I grew as a person. And a lot of that is outside of the classroom. Yeah. And that's all great examples of how you can use this section I used all 15 in my section, but there were, like I mentioned, a few opportunities that were eight or 10 hours a day because I shadowed different fields and I talked about what I learned in each. And again, that learning component is so important in your work and activities. If you are going or plan to fill out all 15, make sure you aren't stating the same thing every time. And it was the same in my section. I had a day and I shadowed an oral surgeon and I learned I really did not like teeth. Like as much as I liked everything else about the experience, it turned me back towards medical school and away from more of a dental school route. So if you can talk about not only what did you learn on the positive side, but maybe what did you learn you don't like as well, again, keep a positive aspect on that, but it also lets people understand how you ended up with this application. Absolutely. I think that looking at what I did is actually when I got into the work and experiences, I summarized, I think it was between five and eight different characteristics about myself or learning experiences about myself. And I wrote those down. And then as I filled out those experiences, I made sure to hit different ones in each experience. And as a variety of that, of different um, perspectives I was giving, For that reason, people who are reading my application got an idea of, oh, these are very different things I'm learning about this applicant. And so by kind of summarizing, what do you think is important about you as a person that will make you a great physician, writing that down, and then tackling this work and activity section from that perspective, I think really kind of gives you that guiding light to get you through this. I think those are great points. When you're looking at your personal statement and your work and activities, it's like how much you include in one, what goes in the other. 
I think there's two methods that people really use to tackle these two options. You either just word vomit on a page or write as much Mm -hmm. down as you can to try and make sense of everything you've done, or you just kind of sit and contemplate. You could even meditate and try and figure out like, who am I? Why am I here? Um, And we'll talk a little bit more about this in my episode called Crisis Moment. And that's about our personal statement and how to sit down and reflect on yourself over the past few years, which is much harder than it originally seems. So we already mentioned with meaningful experiences, how you have extra characters for those, but in all 15 slots, you only have 700. How do you fill that space? So as far as filling that space, the way I kind of looked at it is I wanted to give a summary as to what the experience was, what was I doing, what was going on around me, what I observed. And then I wanted to talk about how that influenced me and what I was doing within that space internally. So how was I carrying myself? What was I doing? What were my roles? What, how did my position evolve? So for instance, you might start something or project as just a technical person doing lab experiments, but by the end, you were like the project lead and actually pitching new ideas to the PI. I mean, that growth is something that's very important, and that might then be something that qualifies it for being your most meaningful experience, because you actually have such a great narrative that you want to expand upon that and really talk about, you know, what you did within that space, that activity, how you grew, and also exactly what you were doing and and why you kind of took that initiative. I think those are fabulous and something you really need to include. As I've mentioned in some of my podcasts before, the medical application and your career in the future are a journey. It's not just one step. You're not just checking boxes, although sometimes it can feel like it. You're growing as a person over time. So make sure you're talking about like, this was a difficult time. I learned this. I struggled with something. And you can be open and honest about that because medical school, if you haven't figured it out yet, is difficult and you will struggle and you will stumble and learn new things. So you want to try and reflect that through your experiences as well. Be like, I Mm -hmm. came out on the other end better off. Oh, absolutely. I think that sometimes people are afraid to talk about the negative. And a big thing that we're seeing in the space of medicine is dealing with physician burnout and particularly suicide. And I think a big part of that is how do you talk about and process these negative, this, this negative aspect of life in a productive way. And so what we're seeing is kind of, you know, it's okay to, to talk about negative, to talk about dealing with difficult people, to work through negative experiences. But when you want to do it in a positive way. You want to talk about how you work through it, how it was productive, and how you managed to get through to the other side. So that's kind of my advice is don't worry about talking about some negative aspects, dealing with negative people. That's not in and of itself bad. What is bad is if you kind of make it artificial and just treat us check boxes and everything is always great all the time. Really try to be real, try to be productive and really reflect on the experience of life because that's what it takes to get here. And there's a lot ahead of you as you get into medical school and residency. Right. And one thing I hear a lot of people talking about themselves, like I had a boring path to medical school. Fact check, no one has a boring path to medical school. So you're kind of humble bragging on yourself during this process. So while it's only 700 characters, or it may feel like 700 characters is a lot, it's about a paragraph. So when you're going through all of this, make sure it's a really strong one. Mm -hmm. If you're going to look at it yourself, be like, I need, this is exactly what I just covered. 
And this is what I learned. And it may only be three sentences, but make them as strong as you can. It's the same thing with your personal statement where you have so much raw potential and emotion you're trying to convey. It should be a little awkward if you like are about to click or submit or have someone read it for you. You're like, uh, I'm a little embarrassed because this is just so much me, but it may feel cheesy. It may feel off, but that's about how it should feel. Absolutely. I think you're creating a narrative and a story. You know, it's, it's really talking about, Hey, a, a nonfiction novel that you're writing in your application and looking back and then creating a story with what you've done. And as you go through these moments in the time, you're not thinking that, oh, this is going to make a lot of sense going back. But once you get there on the application line and you look and you actually see all these points in your application and your undergraduate experience or beyond, if you're an, perhaps someone who's taken some time off before applying, you begin to seem like, wow, this makes a lot of sense. There are a lot of interesting themes that I didn't even expect or I wasn't even looking to pursue, but now here they are. And you can kind of weave those into a nice storyline. You can then create a string that people can follow and they're like, wow, this is an interesting person. This person had a really unique journey. I can't wait to see what they do with this opportunity and the challenges of the medical field. And exactly what you're saying, even if you only have three sentences, you know, they're strong and they have direction and they contribute to that overall application that is your story, you're going to be in a great place by the end of it. So Ryan, in your experience, what is the most important aspect to remember regarding the work and activity section? You know, there's a lot to consider because as we've, I think, outlined for everyone, there's no script and there's no real right or wrong answer. But I think that really being comfortable with your own experiences, understanding that no two applicants are the same, how you, you could have had the exact same experiences as someone else who's applying and you have very different responses and reflections on that. And so don't be afraid to kind of take that, that path and doing your own uh, flavor with that uh, story. So kind of looking at this in a higher level or kind of a conceptual level, this is really your story. And there's no right or wrong answer. The important thing is that you're genuine. You don't really let yourself be influenced by other people's feedback that doesn't seem to resonate truly with who you are and what you've experienced. This is your time to kind of get off of the narrative, be more than just coursework, GPA, and MCAT score, and say, this is what I've done. This is who who I am. And this is why I want to be a physician. And that is definitely a good summary of the work and activities and the primary as a whole. So thank you for your feedback today. So welcome to the break room. This is a portion of each episode in the black box warning where I, your host, am getting a chance to ask each of my guests the same three questions. So first off, what is an interesting fact about yourself, Ryan? So fun fact about myself, in undergrad, I actually created my own Ironman course and trained and did my own Ironman. I trained for it all on my own, and I kind of came up with an idea of how I can do an Ironman. You know, on the, on the train, I found a lake. I found a, a piece of land that I could actually bike on and a running course for a marathon. And I actually did it all. And the reason why I created my own course is I didn't want to spend like the $800 at that time for, for an actual Ironman. So right, I, right. I kind of bamboozled the system a little bit. It was more about the physical challenge and the mental challenge than anything. 
So for that reason, I kind of found this own way of challenging myself and, and saving a couple months rent. So that was, that was my uh, approach. <laughs> That's really impressive. So could you talk a little bit more about what an Ironman is? Yes, an Ironman, for those that don't know, is a, um, is a triathlon. And it's like the most intense triathlon. There's always a bigger event coming up. So at, at this time, it's a 2.4-mile swim, a 100-plus-mile bike ride, and then a marathon of running at the end. And so that's a, it's really a game of physical and mental endurance. And finding the time to train for it throughout the school year and a work schedule, it was a lot. But it kept me focused in some ways. It was relaxing. And at the time, I had the, I had the availability to dedicate to it. That's really impressive. And definitely, it takes a lot of digging deep to do all of that activity. On that note, what is your favorite leisure time activity? So I've shifted gears a lot as far as what I do for fun and to relax. Um, in the past, I was working out a lot, and I still work out an hour a day or more. But mm-hmm. instead of, you know, putting all my time in that for for leisure, I actually have been picking up uh, pens and pen palling with people all across the country. So that's been a lot of fun, as that's well awesome. as drawing. So I've been partaking in more of my creative side a little bit more, and I found that's been very, very relaxing. You mentioned some of your artistic endeavors. What's one of the most recent projects you've done? So the recent thing that I've been doing is I'm a really big fan of fountain pens. And I actually have been listening to songs and then interpreting what I'm hearing in the song to a visual picture. And so that's something that I've been doing with my pen pals is I'll like listen to a song that I think of them and we've listened together and then I sketch it out and then I send that to them with the letter. That's awesome. Never thought about that before. All right. And a quintessential question for many medical students or up and coming ones. What are your favorite study tunes? So I'm a very big music lover. And what I find is for the most part, if I start listening to music, I get really, really distracted instead of actually studying. So I tend to be someone who looks for a silent place or outside with some background music and some birds fluttering in the background. And I tend to do that rather than listening to music. But if I am going to have to listen to music, I usually do instrumental music that has no words whatsoever. Uh, It's the only way I can focus. All right. Do you have a particular soundtrack or anything? Um, I don't. I usually go for like the quintessential like Apple music playlist of classical music. Yep. All right. Thank you so much for being a guest on our podcast today. We really appreciate it. And good luck when you get to medical school. Absolutely. Thank you very much. I'm really glad you're doing this podcast. I think that you have a really uh, thorough approach. So I think you're going to give people a lot of different perspectives and some really good information to kind of destroy the mystery of medicine and the application protocols. Yeah. Debunk a few myths on my route. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to our episode today from the Black Box Warning. I'd like to thank my editor, Valerie Blakely, for her work behind the scenes to make this podcast possible. Feel free to subscribe for updates or send me an email at theblackboxwarning at gmail.com. I'd love to receive questions, topic ideas, and constructive feedback as we build our content library. Also, feel free to share with me on how your own medical journey is faring. Until next time, stay safe, stay healthy, and as is always recommended, listen to the Black Box Warning.